Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, episode 93, where we're starting off with a lot of... I feel like it's all Sony's right right now. Sony's world, this week and next week. It's going to be very Sony-dominated. So, Sony confirmed that their big PS5 reveal event is this Thursday, right? Thursday, June June 4th. 4th. At 4 p.m. Eastern, so it's finally going down. This is one of the yeah one of the things everybody's been waiting for. Uh, they've been very close to their chest on this. They've literally said nothing else other than like, "Here's our PS5 event this time, this date, this time." And um, I think I texted you yesterday or the day before. Was it? I think Jason Schreier said that there were developers that knew they were going to be at this event, featured or demoing. But Sony was so paranoid that this was there were going to be leaks from this that they didn't even tell the developers yeah. like to be like this is the day. Yeah. They're just like, yep. it'll be there when it happens. Can you believe that? <laughs> do you think that's overkill or <laughs> do you think that's good or well, it's I worth, mean, it, I guess? In this day and age, if you really want to keep it a secret, you got yeah. to do that, I yeah. think. Like, just go overkill. Otherwise, it's going to go. It's gonna get out there. Yeah. Wasn't, maybe it did. Wasn't so. it Game of Thrones that filmed like like alternate scenes yeah. and endings yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they they because yeah. they filmed like false. Lines they had characters and, together that weren't even like together yeah. ever together on the yeah, show. I think even I think even some of the actors that's what I mean weren't, weren't sure which lines were actually <laughs> real and which weren't. I think maybe that's what happened with the final season is that the the season that aired on HBO was supposed to be the fake season. It's supposed to be yeah <laughs> the real season. I mean, do you, do you realize how like confused they must have been? Oh yeah, like. Well, what's real? Yeah. But anyway, getting back to PS5. Um, so we literally know close to nothing about this. And I, I that is either extremely exciting or extremely scary, depending on, you know, if you're a Sony fan, if you're an Xbox fan, you know, like, what are they holding back there? And, you know, we had a whole episode a few episodes back where we predicted you know, what was going to be. What was going to be shown? I think Gran Turismo Seven is a yeah. uh, shoe in. Horizon oh, Zero Dawn Two, yeah, the shoe in. We probably that remake of uh, Demon Souls. Whatever that, yeah, that that would be Blue Point's uh, yeah. next game. Silent Hills, if it's yeah. actually happening. Oh yeah, if that's real, that's got to be. Oh yeah, like so. To me, if it's not real Thursday, I don't think it's real. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, there's weird rumors online. Remember that Jeff Grubb guy like a few weeks ago said that like sony's event is going to be big it's going to be huge like i know the games that are going to be there yeah he said that he's heard words of scale back like oh and yeah he, and he said well there's still going to be big games but not as many as before yeah well i heard i heard a lot of third parties pulled out that would make sense yeah they're holding their own digital events for example yeah or, now that uh, now that e3 and everything's gone yeah yeah um what do you what are you expecting though? Do you think it's going to deliver the goods? Do you think it's going to be disappointing? What do you? What do you? No, I mean Sony, they're really good about blowing it out. Yeah. On that reveal, so I'm expecting them to uh, to do well to deliver. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's a matter of whether or not those games interest you. Yeah. I think I, I've seen threads even on like Reset Era where they say, you know. Are you tired of third-person action yeah, adventure? Yeah. And to me, that that was just that was really. Are you tired of Sony exclusives? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's all they have. Yeah, super high-budget cinematic you know, third-person. Yeah, it just seemed thinly veiled. 
you know, like as to what he was really talking yeah, a about. A fanboy's way of not yeah, yeah, attacking yeah, the mother. Like yeah. he, he he wanted to know, but he didn't want the yeah. the tribalism that yeah. comes with invoking yeah. the name. Um so, you know, I know I'm kind of burned out on that yeah. too. So I'm curious to see how I feel as I'm watching this. Like well, will I will I I think that the thing of it is is that like even even down to like the pacing of, of most of those games. They're like the same archetype. Yeah. You know, like it's not like it's it's not like uh you get like a, a Sony exclusive that plays like, for example, Doom. Like all out action, craziness. Yeah. They're all the same, like deliberately paced, tense yeah. storytelling yeah. moments. Like they're all you I, I, I mean, you know, God of War was a lot more action packed than, you know, The Last of Us Two will be most likely. But Ghosts of Tsushima, um, Days you know what Gone. It reminds me of it reminds me of Marvel movies. Yeah, I feel like if you've seen it's one, using the if same you've seen formula Marvel over movie, and over you've again, you've seen them all. Yeah, they all follow the same. They all have the same tone. Yeah. They all, yeah, yeah, like you're right. Same exact thing. And it so, worked for Marvel though. Yeah, it's worked for Marvel so far. And it's really been working for Sony. Yeah, for the most so part, far. except for people like you and I who are just, burned out. Yeah, I mean, how long can you take it before right. you're like a... Right. I mean, and even Marvel was dabbling in, okay, we now that our first phase is over, or second, whatever phase number they're labeling, we need to change things up a bit. Yeah. Like, but they backed off the Doctor Strange the horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah, and, God, and, you I would have loved But they're see. doing, like, Blade. They're and doing... I, you know, I get why they... they They'd be a little nervous about getting a little edgier because you know, looking at DC, you can do PG thirteen horror though. Yeah. You can do. Boy, we are. It just, doesn't need to be gory. We are just drifting off topic. That's all right. That's all right. This entire episode. <laughs> well, it's gonna be one of those. Some of those. Some of those discussions are the best discussions, where you just free flow and see where it goes. Yeah. But uh, word on the street is the console itself is described. This made me laugh. They yeah. just said it's. Really fat. This like, is blowing like, my mind. Like it's a traditional console. Like you know, it'll lay yeah horizontally. You know, the Xbox Series X basically looks like a well-designed PC tower. Yeah. Whereas this apparently is just a very fat like traditional. I, I can't console. believe this because did you see how they described it? Uh, the, well, not other than fat. The, the actual wording they used was that it looks like two PS4 Pros stacked on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> And I just can't imagine what, like, how? How can it be that big? I mean, I'm telling you, I, I can't judge it before I see it. You know, I can't, you know, I've said on the show several times that I think I may not be interested in this console. But I say that with every console, yeah. pretty much. And then I end up buying it. And But that controller revealed to me, I know you ended up liking it, but, like, that to me shouted, like, like identity crisis. Yeah. Like, like, what... I mean, from the, not even just the design so much, but the look of it. Like I just pray it looks better than the PS4 Pro because that thing is ugly. I don't even really care at the end of the day. Most of the time, what most consoles look like. Yeah, sure. You, you put them on your TV and they're gone. Yeah, I mean people. Yeah, exactly. People make a big deal out of oh, it's though the black. game. Oh, the GameCube. White. I gotta admit, the GameCube is the one console where every time I see it, it's just like. Yeah, there's some nostalgia to it. Yeah, I just, I mean, just and but it did also have that one got flack and just for being the kiddie, though, like it looked kiddie. Yeah, but I, I feel like it aged really well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. really iconic. Having so a like, handle on yeah, it. Yeah, when you look at it, it's just, it's just cool. It's pretty genius putting a handle on it. Yeah, you know, Nintendo was thinking In about that ways, portability. Did anybody, well, did anybody ever actually take? No, it? No, but it's funny because when you look back, how long did that come out before the Switch? 
and Nintendo was thinking about, you know, portable console two gens previous, putting a handle on it. Like, yeah. they wanted you to be able to take it to your friend's oh, house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways. We used to lug around backpacks with our Xboxes oh, yeah. and <laughs> four controllers and the yeah. land kids, kids today don't know. <laughs> I know. They just you, don't know. I remember you bringing the Xbox in your backpack so you could play Halo at my house. Yeah. And whenever you showed up, you're like drenched in sweat because you were like <laughs> run, going through the woods, I think, yeah, with well, a backpack. Exactly. Like, people need to understand there's, there's like a jungle between your house and my house. And, uh, you know... Yeah. You're basically going hiking. The, the joys. Yeah. The joys of being a kid before the internet. internet gaming was, yeah. was a thing. Just so we could play Halo yeah. like, every weekend. Um yeah, I mean I, I, I think I think Sony will deliver. I you know, I, I don't I don't know why I have this feeling so much, but I, and this is where I've been saying I re, Microsoft really better be freaking confident because if Sony comes in and really delivers this that puts the onus on microsoft yeah. to counter yeah and when you're countering it's always very difficult well, when you're setting the tone you know it's that first mover advantage mm-hmm. you know and, that's true and microsoft has the thing is is that microsoft has shown games they've shown us hellblade 2 they've shown us everwild they've shown us halo and yeah but none of that really had the impact of an event like this is going to have, in my oh, yeah. opinion. Well, and I, I think, in a way, Microsoft has an advantage because of that. Like, your your bar for Sony and your bar for Microsoft are, are kind of two different things with this. Yeah, like, yeah. You've, you've naturally set your expectations yeah. at two different levels. Like, yeah. Sony's bar is just higher. Yeah. So, you know, when they show what they're going to show, and it's going to look good, and I know it's going to look good. I don't know. You're, I mean, you might not be, like, Wow, but when Microsoft shows up and they actually have games now, you're going to be like, wow. I was going to say, I don't know that the, the that my actual bar is higher. I think it's that I've grown accustomed to Microsoft kind of like dropping the ball yeah. and, and not exactly. hitting the bar. Exactly. So it's like, well, Microsoft, you better come through this time. I think they will. You know, I think this is got to be, you know, like for the last – Two or three E3s. So we've been saying it for three years. For, this one's going to be yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's the thing. The is like for the last two or three E3s, we've been like, they got to they gotta show up. Yeah, they got to show up. And they didn't show up. But I feel like this is finally it. This is where they're going to finally show up. Yeah. So, hopefully. I mean, they've got 15 studios now, for God's sake. Yeah. So they better. Uh, you know, speaking of which, um, this is kind of a tangent, but... That uh, what's the Obsidian's new game? Is it called Grounded or something like that? That game where you like, yeah, it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. the game. You, that, and you know, I I just got to interrupt you there. I was listening to facts about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> Talk it, about it tangents. Was, it was going to be called Grounded. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. So like, I, you know, they must have known that. Yeah. They it has to be a nod. That. Yeah. Um, that game comes out early access in June. Yeah. Microsoft has been really quietly and silently releasing quite a few high-quality games. Like, Minecraft Dungeons just came out. Yeah. And it's way better than it has any right to be. And a lot of people are playing it. Yeah. And, you know, I talked about... I, I feared that as good a weapon Game Pass is, like, sometimes it's causing the games to kind of get passed over. Because they're not getting... They're not launching to, like, a big marketing effort it's just like yeah. yep here it's on game pass but that's neither here and the nor other there. the other but thing i'm I, just saying microsoft I, has been releasing some games that deserve some attention yeah i i just add to that that i think 
the fact that you're not shelling out like sixty dollars yeah. on day one yeah. is another reason why you don't see people like flocking to it right yeah. away. Yeah. You know, well, uh, Minecraft Dungeons is doing really, really well, and yeah. it's only it's twenty dollars to buy, or you know. But I feel like, pass. and I, I know you're gonna disagree, but I feel like you gotta sort of like Minecraft. And see, no, I don't think so. I think if you like that, like Diablo, Path of Exile style game, you'll instantly be able to pick this up because they did a really good job with it. I mean, the story is very kid friendly, you know. So from that perspective, yeah, I mean, but I I think they've done a really good job because I could really care less about Minecraft, but I was really having fun with it. So Uh, moving on to the next bit of this is this is a really interesting comparison or a contrast. I guess, and I saw a lot of people, you know, picking which side that they belong to—the Sony side of this or the Microsoft side. So Sony said this week that they do not want developers um, making PS5 games and then, like, you know, scaling them down so they'll be playable on PS4. Yeah. The, their opinion—it's up to each developer—but their opinion and what we'll see from their first-party studios, the the tone that they're setting is. Take full advantage of the PS5 hardware. This is a new leap. Move on. You know, don't don't try to be yeah. looking back. Whereas during the same week, it's funny that I feel and Microsoft kind of announced theirs, made this announcement right before Sony spoke their opinion. So I feel like they have like an insider over there who's yeah. like, Sony's gonna say this this week. So get out oh, ahead. I'm sure they they both know. Um, but Microsoft, you know, contrasted that by saying that. You know, they're they're literally bringing their like their entire library forward. They yep. basically the entire Xbox library. Don't forget that. But not only that, but we can add HDR to your games. We can boost the frame rate just automatically, like no background yeah. work. Yeah. You don't need to re-release, update the game. So, I mean, so Microsoft is encouraging you know bring all your games forward to, to your console, and Sony's encouraging leave it behind. We're taking a leap, you know. It, don't don't compromise. You you can really tell that one company is heavily involved in PC gaming and the yeah. other one isn't. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, that's true. I mean, it really is sort of like those two worlds colliding. Yeah. You know, Microsoft's yeah. coming at it from more of a PC yeah. mindset, and Sony's coming at it from that old-fashioned console. Yeah, you know, like it's a new generation. We're hitting reset. We're going yeah. forward. You know, so. I, I think maybe Sony, this generation is going to be so fast. I mean, there's no clear right answer. I know. And this generation is going to be so fascinating because both of them have made bets on different things. Yeah. And it's just going to be so fascinating to see who bet right. Because yeah. I, right, right now, I have no idea. Yeah. I I like Microsoft's, you know, more free approach and and. And, you know, like, if you bought it, it's going to work forever yeah. for, until you're ready to give it up. Yeah. Like, I love that idea. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you? Like, I feel like that's the long game. Yeah. That that approach is the but, invest in the Xbox ecosystem. But on the flip side of that is, like, the CPUs in these new consoles yeah. are worlds, yeah. worlds better than... I mean, the CPU is way more of an important bump yeah. up than the GPUs for this generation. Because yeah. the, the CPUs in the last generation... They didn't want those. They they thought they were weak even then. Yeah. Like, so there, do, it's just going to be. Do you remember the one I always think of, and I think this one is this gen is going to be drastically different. Destiny, when Destiny, I think it was one. Yeah, when Destiny One launched, it was a PS4 Xbox One game. 
but they all also released it for the previous gen. Yeah. And everybody said that that was like the word got out of like a how terrible those old versions were. Yeah. Like the last gen and and it, Bungie very quickly discontinued support for it, which was really controversial because it's a ongoing service game. Yeah. But it it hamstrung the current gen versions pretty badly too. Yeah. Which is why Destiny 2 had to get made at all, because initially when Destiny was supposed to last and go forward as one continuous product, but it was so hamstrung by the tech that they had to inject to make it playable. But I think this gen is going to be different. Like like you said, the consoles are so powerful now. And, and you know, like I don't think Microsoft's approach is a bad one, because it's not like they're saying, like, they're not forcing anybody to downscale their games. Yeah, they're saying if you release a game for, you know, Xbox One, we will bring it forward for you. You know, like yeah. at, at, that's all they're saying. Like you don't, they're not saying don't take advantage of all this powerful new hardware. Well, they they are saying though that if you release it on Series X, it's got to be on the One, aren't they? I think that's only for their first party devs. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I but either they way. can't they can't call up EA and tell that's them, true. hey, you have to make this that's for true. Xbox One. That'd be a really bad move. Yeah. I, I think with their first party way, developers, but either way, that's gonna that is gonna bottleneck their first party developers. Yeah, um, doesn't mean to some extent, but PC games are that way to begin with. Yeah. You can play them on a five year old PC, or you can yeah. play them on. But like I said, the, the CPU difference is is worlds. I mean, like oh yeah, it's it's a big difference. This yeah, big. I, difference. I mean, do you do you look at you know Everwild for example, which will launch on both consoles? Yeah, and do you think, wow, this really looks like crap because it's playable on Xbox? I mean, One you gotta you gotta remember, like I said, they didn't want the CPUs that ended up in the PS4 and the Xbox One. They thought they were garbage at that yeah. time. <laughs> but the ones that they got now, like AMD, is kicking Intel's ass yeah. right now. Like so, so they're good. I mean, yeah, they're, they're good today. So like, right, it's a world's difference. Oh um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if that comes into play. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I just, I just don't see, you know, for the people who are saying like, you know, it's going to scale down Microsoft games. I just don't agree. You can't look at Hellblade two and tell me that like, oh, that's not a good looking game. Like, well, yeah, yeah, but that's that's visuals. Like, yeah, the visuals can be better, but what about? The things that the CPU... Like the scope of the world and stuff Well, the like animations, that. the AI... That Looks pretty stuff. damn well animated to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think it'll be... I don't think... As you know, we've both been saying, I don't think you'll see much of a difference graphically between these two consoles at all. No. Especially once... And that's why, like, you know, I, I was talking about the bets that they made, and I think, I think Sony's been pretty shrewd and, you know... They, I think they've made some good bets, so I'm I'm curious to see if they can get away with it. I don't know. I think they've been making really short-term moves that they've had to dial back. Like especially the second half of this gen, they were slow to embrace cross-play. They've been slow to embrace backwards compatibility, and that's put them behind. But I think several times with, with the PS5, like really zeroing in on like having super high quality sound. Mm -hmm. And uh, or at least you know the marketing like I, because I'm what sitting, they say. I'm sitting here like wow that that, that yeah that sound because apparently it's going to be tuned for your ears and yeah. your ears only yeah 
things like that. I'm like, wow, that is really impressive stuff. I don't think they can do that without like a high-end headset. Yeah. Like a really high I think you'll have to buy a headset, which is probably something that they're going to try and do. It's like, I mean, it would make sense. Sony makes headphones already. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure they're going to have a special PS4. Because I've heard of headsets like that, but they're like literally like five, six hundred dollar headsets. They're not... You know, we're talking really high end. They're, yeah. they're like monthly subscription plans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you pay $50 a month for your headphones. Well, I mean, I mean, like a phone. I'm sure Sony can get the price down because they, they do make them. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, so, more, so I don't know if this was Sony news, but I, this, this inspired this week's episode art. <laughs> so, Sony held uh, the Last of Us 2 state of play event this week, which. I thought it got largely ignored. I didn't really yeah, hear a lot of people. Well, I think a lot of people have sort of made up their mind on it. Yeah. And I, a lot of people are basically in the, I'm not getting it, because the, they, they know what happened. For the sequel to a genre, or a you know generation-defining game, I'm yeah. not sure this is. We'll see. We'll see. The day it launches, if the hype is through the roof, you know. Like I said, I've, I've said a million times, I'm not getting this game. Then launch day comes, and I feel like, yeah, and I go get it, you know. Uh, <laughs> but so this was just—I thought this was hilarious. In the in this demo, they literally showed an NPC playing a PlayStation Vita, which is like yeah. the meme that won't go. It's not yeah, even. It's not supposed today. to be a meme. That's you know, the thing. Like, but it is. The other day there was there was a new topic about the Vita on Reset Era. That I just yeah. I, I meant like, to why mess- won't it go away? I meant to message you, but I forgot. Nobody talks about like I'm trying to remember the what, Game Boy. I'm trying to remember what the topic was. It was like, <laughs> what game do you wish came to Vita? The yeah, Vita yeah. I was just like, God, let it go. I know. <laughs> like, let it go. That's what that's what I mean. Like, they won't let it, and that's what if you don't see our thumbnail art, we do weekly thumbnail art, and I kind of poured some salt in the wounds this week and made a tombstone with the PlayStation PlayStation <laughs> on it. But what was it? Um, yeah, I just feel like this. Like, why won't people let this thing go? Like, yeah. I, there's, I don't know. I could sit here and just ask heard, that question you know, again and again. Neither and of us an owned the Vita, right? I had a PSP. I had a PSP, but I never had the Vita. Yeah, neither did I. Um, That's why it failed. I heard the memory card is the same price as the the actual (laughs) handheld. Currently or when it launched? When it launched. Do you remember how how expensive like SD cards used to be? Yeah. There were. It was nuts. Yeah. I remember when I got my PSP, I was super excited, and it was I think it was like three hundred at launch. Yeah. And then like literally, you couldn't really play anything. Without getting like a hundred dollar SD card, and I was yeah. so furious because I came out when we were like seniors in high school. Yeah. So for me, that was like a week's worth of work. Like, couldn't save my games without going to buy a freaking SD card. Got those discs. Now they're ten bucks, you know. So it wouldn't matter now. So we've got more gaming stuff to come. A lot of pretty good gaming stuff. Maybe maybe we should go through all the gaming stuff first and then flip back. Yeah. Do you want to do the? God's I mean, they don't have to be Godspeed stories, but do you want? Or do you want to you want to hit the SpaceX thing? Yeah, we can which, do that. Which you have you tell, labeled. Tell me about this because this what is you have labeled SpaceX thing that I that I I pretty much ignored. So so uh, you missed you missed the only and, and gonna, uh, you gonna, missed like the only uplifting. I'm gonna crap on it. <laughs> the only uplifting uh, you know human moment for the for the week for the. I mean, I knew it was yeah. occurring. I mean, I, I didn't. I wasn't like unaware of it. I just, I didn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So 
SpaceX, they finally launched their very first manned mission. So they, they finally put right. men. They, they, they felt right. that their ship would explode if they put men <laughs> on them. So they put men in a Quite ship accomplishment. launched it up to the uh, space station. It, it docked about Could you 10. imagine being those two? It wouldn't explode. That, that was the bar. Oh, yeah. oh it won't explode. Well, I know. And, and they had live cameras. They actually did a really cool thing where they had like, they had they basically made it like a live TV show. Yeah. Like they had, you know, like it sort of reminded me of a football game yeah. because they had like a panel of people talking about it and they're yeah. showing video of like they're getting the ship ready. And Do you I, know where it was live streamed? Um, YouTube. Do you know who the official? But do you know who the official partner was? No. Of NASA Data. on this Data.TV. Yeah. Um. So it was a really cool thing, and I was like, wow, this is this is how you should do it in the 21st century. Yeah. You get people interested because you know NASA, they're always get they always got their hat in hand, you know, and they're and they're always looking for more money. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is this is how you got to do business. Like reality TV yeah, show style, like, almost. Yeah, or you know YouTube or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, so it was really cool because you got to see inside the cockpit right up to the moment of launch. I guess they weren't confident enough to let you see <laughs> at <Yeah>. launch. <laughs> but, um, you know, so you, you got to watch it launch. And then they did, once it was safely in the air and everything, they, they put you back in there so you could see them doing their stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was the first time that you could actually watch it from inside yeah. and, like, outside. They had one camera inside, one camera outside. And uh, it's a 19-hour trip in a chair. No, yeah. It's, now explain the mission again. Uh, I think I know what it is, but just well, they're gonna, assume I know nothing. They're going to send those two astronauts to the space station. Right, and it's already docked, right? It's already docked. Docked about 10 o'clock this morning. Here's my review of this whole thing. Lame.com. <laughs> Who gives a, a shit? It was extraordinary. Who cares? It was extraordinary. <laughs> when you see those rockets just... Ignite. It's just like wow. I mean, it's I incredible. guess if you like watching NASCAR, it's the same thing to <laughs> no. me. It's not anything new. It's humans We've done leaving. it before. It's no, you know, it, it, I had that's the, what's disappointing. I had the exact opposite feeling because for the first time ever, like it, it felt like the guys down the street. Yeah, I get it. I get had, it. I mean, I get you, it. When you realize that it's human beings, it's just not compelling. Human beings built something that could put yeah, other yeah. human beings. And there's into actually space. people risking their lives. Yeah, going, like once yeah, you once no, you once it, you truly understand that, like it's just normal people like you or I that yeah. did this. You realize the enormity of it. It's yeah. like holy shit. Like, yeah, we we put people in space, and I know we've done it before, but. This time being a private company, that's pretty impressive too. And the the, the tech just looks so much more advanced than yeah. it ever did before. Like the suits are much more well, slim. And Elon was gonna do anything flashy that he possibly yeah. can do. So it's just it's all kind of cool. I like how I like how you preface the whole story with they had they were confident enough that they wouldn't explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they just literally the the same well the day before. They were test firing another yeah. engine. And it, exploded. Well, it, was a, it was a different engine. Yeah, fair. right. It was right. a different ship. A different engine. But uh, you know, I mean, just imagine those, the other, the, the two astronauts. Yeah, right, right. Like, going to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it really was kind of nerve wracking. Like you're you're watching them, you know, push the buttons and do all that stuff, and you're you're just wondering yourself like. Is this the last time you're ever going to see these? Two? Oh yeah, like, you, you really didn't know. Like, it, was, it was kind I mean, of. Like I, a, I personally, I wouldn't trust anything to SpaceX. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, but, I, I mean it, it is cool. It and is then, cool. I, I just really like 
didn't care. Once they're up at the space station, you could see the, like the ship coming, and it's in crystal clear 1080p. Like it was, it was so much nicer than any other video yeah. I've ever seen. And it was just so fascinating to watch it drifting through space. You know, it's got so that's like the classic. Like every time somebody spots Bigfoot or a UFO, it's always filmed with like the worst yeah, quality. Exactly. And potato, it's, shake, it's always shake, in potato shaking, peak. and you hear, all you can hear nothing but the wind. Yeah, it's like what did you record that with a potato? Yeah. You know, like, Every time, but this was crystal clear, and it was just—it was—it really was. It was fascinating, compared, especially compared to how it's always been in the past. Yeah, it seemed like a big leap forward. Yeah, so we're we're gonna take a big leap backward and discuss oh, something. God. We're gonna take a big leap, right? Pretty, pretty. Uh, <laughs> but first, let's let's finish up the entertainment yeah style stuff, and then we'll get into this because God knows where it's gonna go. <laughs> so. Uh, We'll do these. We don't have to actually Godspeed them. So yeah. we'll just go through them real quick. Uh, EA and the NFL signed a new five-year deal for Madden. Surprising nobody. Oh, it kind of surprises me. Honestly. Yeah, that the NFL is willing it, to do it. Well, yeah. I mean, didn't they? They let somebody else make an arcade game, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, 2K. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought maybe that was sort of like a, or maybe that is just the warning shot. Yeah. Like, hey, get it together in the next five years. Right. But, I mean, five years, that's a long time. EA has to be paying out the teeth for yeah. this. And EA has just been doing so bad with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's I just, just want to buy it on the Switch. I, I, I haven't wanted to buy a Madden game since, like, 96. It's pretty and incredible. I just want to get it on the Switch, that, and they won't make it. It's pretty incredible that EA does not put Madden or Call of Duty, two of the biggest franchises in gaming, on the Switch. Because well, Call of Duty isn't theirs. Or sorry, you're right. But Activision doesn't Battle. put Call of Duty on Switch yeah. either. Um, good catch. Because it's not, I mean, it's not, you know, back in the day, like, there were third-party publishers that didn't put their stuff on GameCube because the install base was small. This is not that. The install base for Switch is great. Yeah. It's it's odd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they they used to put it on, like, I think the Wii U even. I don't know about that. Or maybe but, not. Maybe they didn't. But, but the GameCube issue was there's not enough players over here. Yeah. Switch's got tons of players. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense. And they'll they'll buy basically anything for sixty dollars. Yeah, that's anything. true. They'll pay a premium. Dark season three, the greatest show on Netflix that none of you are watching, and the one thing Ugh. that Matt and I universally agree on. I think yeah. uh, the third season is coming out on June twenty seventh. Third and final season. So I, I saw. Get in the door. I checked into some discussion about this today, and I saw a lot of fear. I was reminded there's a big twist at the end of the second season you remember it oh yeah to peak that this is if this is the final season that they've gone way too big now and how could they possibly try to wrap this up in one final well, season? I, I think i know where it's gonna go yeah because uh, i think based off of that trailer i think i know where it's gonna go yeah but slightly there's so many uh, the thing that blows my mind about dark i've said it numerous times it's that Every 10 or 15 minutes, literally, from the start of this show till current, not only are you learning more, like you're understanding more, but as you're learning more, there's literally like three more questions oh, introduced. Exactly. Like, not like not like once an episode, once every few episodes, literally like every like 10 minutes, yeah. it's like twisting in a direction that you're like... Like, you, you know what it reminds me of is, um, have you ever seen like those really elaborate dominoes? Yeah. Uh, like, you know, where they, they 
push one domino and then it you know it goes in a single file and, and then, all sudden, then all of a sudden it, yeah it starts expanding and expanding yeah. that's what this show is yeah. like there's all these dominoes falling and it's just like you don't even realize it but they're they're expanding and yeah. expanding and then eventually the show will be like okay now look at this well, and it's like boom 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 yeah like it, and that's i what, just love it that's what i think you know some people are scared of and that you know the show is still rapidly expanding and now it's going to be ending yeah. so like they might do it great i don't know i hope they do yeah Everything I've seen from this team so far has been incredible. So I have no reason to think yeah. that they can't. But but, but nailing an ending has got to be very the, difficult. It's got to be the hardest thing. I yeah. mean, look at Game of Thrones. Well, <laughs> second Game of Thrones <laughs> nightmare this episode. No Man's Sky is hitting Xbox Game Pass in June. This is like, I feel like this is the ultimate like. Don't you want to play this feather? Yes and no. I've had a chance to play it. I mean, I own PC and PS4. Yeah. Uh, you know who was telling me that they've been playing this recently and that they think it's like one of the greatest games ever made? No. Dan Hever. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know, it, seriously though, people who play, who play it say that the updates have truly made it like a really great game. Like that yeah. they've finally kind of delivered. But there's no they, story. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't think they ever promised yeah. a story. Well, you know what it reminds me of? They promised it's, just an endless world. It seems like Sea of Thieves in space. Well, see if these is definitely more uh, contained because it's yeah. see if these world is literally just water. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, great another great value for Game Pass. Here's one, and you know people are promising more to come. We've been talking about it for feels like months. Dead by Daylight is adding Silent Hill characters to the game, officially you know crossing over with Konami. Uh, including Pyramid Head. The, I'm sure you know who Pyramid oh, yeah. Head is. If you don't you know, know who Pyramid Head is, go Google watch the movie. Him. Don't watch the movie. Yeah, don't watch the movie. Um, but do you think this is you know, a sign? A of, sign? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Right around the same time. But then period. again, remember how we had all... Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out next month. But do you remember how we had all those, um, like, Sam Fisher? Yeah. Like, Ubisoft, yeah, putting them in Ghost Recon, yeah, putting then, them in, uh, and then that whole thing that, that was so strange. So maybe next month, but it, it was it's nice to see it all, yeah, franchise alive. At least Konami is doing something. A new Dragon Quest game got announced that's literally called Infinity Strash Dragon Quest. And everybody is literally trying to figure out what the hell is a strash. It's not even a word. That is the name of the game. I'll tell you what it is. It is a terrible name. (laughs) Is it? it, Did you watch the trailer? The reactions were not good. The reactions were not good at all. I won't. I won't watch the trailer until I finish Dragon Quest XI. Well, see you in ten years. (laughs) (laughs) A Capcom insider says that the Resident Evil 8 announcement is coming June 10th, which is not the day of. The Sony conference, which is kind of where I expected it. Next Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of was expecting it. At, uh, oh, I bet this was one of those games that pulled out. Could be. I, I'd be willing to bet. And, and it's funny because I was actually guessing that they would be one of the games to pull out. Oh, I think I thought so, for sure. I mean, Sony and Capcom have always been kind of close. So I thought for sure that they'd have it. But yeah. But once I heard that third parties were pulling out, I knew like I was like, oh, it has to be Capcom. Yeah. It has to be. Sludge Life from Devolver released out of nowhere as a free game on the Epic Game Store. 
This is the double butthole cat game. Oh. That right. I talked to the dev team at PAX. And, was this uh, the one with like the flying discs in the room? No, that was disc room. Oh. Sludge Life is like a, it almost looks like a ghetto jet set radio. Except you don't grind, you just walk and do graffiti and there's weird so it's, stuff. It's just our radio without all the interesting stuff. All the, all the fun stuff. Imagine there's no grinding. Yeah. But there are really strange and bizarre characters to interact with. Doing very strange and bizarre things. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it, it depends on... It is a Devolver game. Yeah, exactly. Devolver-esque. I remember... I, I seriously wonder what their creative process I, is. I remember watching a developer... Watching... You know, I was watching somebody play the game. And the developers were standing right next to me. And this person was playing the game. And there's this like couch like way up in the sky for seemingly no reason with somebody sitting on it and their legs were just like sticking off the couch. Like I looked at the one of the developers and I was like, is that supposed to be there? I thought maybe it was like a bug or something. He's like, Oh yeah, that's supposed to be there. <laughs> He's like, if they keep playing, you'll find out. And that, it made me want to play like just yeah. his little like his I was like, all right, like I kind of want to yeah. find out why that couch is up there now. Because <laughs> it was like hundreds of right, feet just in the sky for no reason. Yeah. Anyway, it's out. Go play it. Riot showed the first uh, footage of League of Legends Wild Rift, which is the console and mobile version. I Nothing more to say there, yeah. I guess. Yeah. BlizzCon 2020 got canceled, surprising no one. But a WoW Shadowlands digital event is happening this week, but they're not doing a digital event, like a replacement event, until 2021, which has kind of got a lot of people, like, confused. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird how, like, even Nintendo, they can't they can't do stuff by yeah. video. I mean... They've been doing that forever. Yeah. How, you, you don't feel safe enough to... Have like a just a cameraman and and maybe a sound person and and you know whoever is going to be on the video. Like, yeah, that's all that needs to be in the room. Yeah, at, at the moment, it's I, I don't know. I get I get why some people are getting upset that some of these events that are supposed to be later in the year are are being canceled. Like, come on, BlizzCon isn't until November. Are you telling me like we won't have this in control until then? And it's like, well, put yourself in their shoes. They're going to need to invest millions of dollars in these events yeah and let's say they do you know let's say it's not better there's there's too much uncertainty to invest millions of dollars in planning an event and even if you can have the event can you are you only going to be at one third of your initial capacity because of you know state orders or 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 whatever you know like yeah I, i get why they're canceling because there's just too much uncertainty still like you just don't know. And this was a, uh, what was that segment we used to have? Um, uh, that's so Sega. Oh, we used to have that. What was the other one? Draw your own conclusion. Yeah. This is one of those things. Two years ago today, J.R. Smith forgot the score on the final play of an NBA Finals game, and then ended up losing it for LeBron James. And this, this is incredible. Cleveland. Cavaliers. This is Two inc- years ago today. This is incredible that you included this on here because I just got a message beating, on here. Beating that guy's ass on yeah. the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, that, that is incredible. It, it really no, dovetails There is where no we're going. possible way <laughs> that he wasn't just having a bad day because uh, he must have been online being reminded about 
that play. Nightmare fuel. Just pissed off that you know he yeah. has to live with that. Yeah. You know he's never gonna he's never gonna live that down. The fact that. That was like a turning point in that series. Yeah. It wasn't it one one at that point? I think so. And then they lost that game. Yeah. And then, just and then they lost like, it yeah, out. It was just disaster. They went into overtime in it. But there's that classic picture and footage of LeBron, LeBron. going, <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing? I've never seen him lose that it was, to that low. Like, they, well, he, they didn't lose because of that. Right? No, I mean like they LeBron, went into like person, right? They went in overtime yeah. and lost, and they were totally deflated in overtime. Like yeah. it, it, they were basically not. Yeah. Well, yeah, because obviously LeBron they was just have losing his mind. Because, yeah, I mean, like, how do you look? Yeah, how, how many how times you, in how, professional? How do you not know the situation? You don't know in the, the score in the NBA yeah. finals in the last play. Yeah, they had like, to what? have been coaching, like calling a play. Yeah. You know, like this is what's going to happen. How can you not know what you're trying to achieve on the last play of the game of the NBA of finals? finals? And you know, I think have you ever seen all those? This this really didn't come out until after. There's all these pictures. If you look for J.R. Smith images of him squinting really badly. Yeah. And after, like it was like after this season or or the next one, he got LASIK surgery. So like people were saying like he probably literally has had a vision problem for years. Yeah. Never got surgery. Or, yeah. No. And nobody he, he kind of asked somebody like what's the well, story? I know. Or what's I, going know. On? I'm not ma- I am not making an excuse and, for him. And the other thing I is am not didn't, making they, an didn't excuse they just come him. out of a huddle? I can't remember if they came out of a huddle or not, but it seems like they, I think it was on a free throw. So there had to have been a break in yeah, the stoppage like, in the play. It seems like somebody must have told him like okay, yeah. this is what we're going to do. It was off a free throw. And then he got the rebound, rebound on the free throw and he ran it back. To like half court, running out the clock, yeah. and just ran. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It seems like maybe that needed to be investigated because how could he not see LeBron? Like I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 think, I think he must have literally. We've all had those moments in our life where we kind of just like space out. Yeah. But I, how, I can think, you, how can you space out? On I the know. Final play. I know. He's a professional NBA athlete, finals. and I know. <laughs> But, but look, Google like J.R. Smith squinting. You'll find hundred hundreds of images of him on the court going, like totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> you don't see that with other NBA. If if you're a professional athlete and you've got a vision problem, that should be your top priority. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> you he, know who else that reminds me of? Since he's like a career thirty percent shooter. You know, a lot of people might not even know his name now. Is Jameis Winston? He. The he, quarterback? Yeah, Wasn't he a quarterback? He could not see. And he would always look over the sideline like that. He'd, 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 he'd like cock his head I wish people could see footage of you right now. Squint his squinting eyes. Squinting around that yep. face. Yep. Every single time. And then he got Lasix too. So yeah. He, he's good now. I mean, J.R. Smith, it's funny because that basically ended J.R. Smith's career. Yeah. He literally, he did not play in the NBA this year. This was only two years ago. Last, last season... He played in like five games. The Cavs never used him, yeah. and he kept begging to get cut or get traded, and they wouldn't. Wow! And this year he didn't even they're, have a they're team. They're tormenting him. He they're, didn't have a team. They're repaying him for nobody signed him. Revenge. And this was a guy that won Sixth Man of the Year before. Yeah. He was like a. Yeah. Didn't he win MV, uh, Finals MVP? Well, you know what's or, funny uh, though is I saw yesterday that the Lakers and J.R. Smith. Were, they've been working him out for ages. They, they were biking around yeah. L.A. So. They've been working him out for ages, but they've never signed him. Yeah. And the fact that they've so, I mean, never signed him. At least LeBron you know, has no hard feelings, apparently. I, well, I don't think LeBron's that type of guy. He seems yeah. like, a, you know, and pe- people always say that's what's different about, like, 
LeBron versus, you know, Kobe or LeBron versus Michael Jordan. Is yeah. LeBron is a more down to earth, so to speak. He doesn't have that same cold ice in his veins that yeah. you know some other people do. Although I would argue that he's proved that he does many times. He's just a different personality type. Yeah. Um, and now to make the most awkward transition of all time, probably. <laughs> Literally, I don't know. Uh, this this straight, tra- into, straight into darkness. Th- this transition is going to remind me a lot of the birds, yeah. I guess. You know, yeah. I, I think... so. You, yeah, I mean, it really is like the birds. You've it starts work, off jovial, and if, if you watch the beginning of the birds, you will never guess the second half I of think you got to work the birds in every episode, and I've got to work Theta in every episode. Yeah. So that's my that's yeah. my, my new goal. Theta.tv. So... At first, we were going to start, I, I thought, I we, we literally have no idea where this discussion is going to go. And because it's kind of a yeah. sensitive discussion, that can be a scary Raw and uncut. thing. But we're going to do it. So initially, we were going to discuss the, the Twitter debacle, as I called it. So, And I, and I guess we still can. I, I really don't know how to even... Yeah. On a, I, these, are, these are big... These are strange times. Yeah. Truly strange times. Yeah. So let's start with the Twitter thing. Yeah. Chronologically. So there's been there's been a, a you know debate for the past few years about what responsibility do social media platforms have as far as moderating themselves, basically. The the content that their users yeah. post. Fact checking, for example, or uh, you know, allowing extreme points of view or calls for violence or anything like that. And there's no clear cut, you know, it's just an ongoing debate. So Twitter decided to fact check Donald Trump this past week, which set him off pretty strongly to say the least. And uh, he issued, you know, some type of, in my opinion, bunk executive order that is totally unenforceable and means nothing, but targeted Twitter and social media platforms and publicly declared that he's going to shut social media platforms down that, you know, try to silence, in in his words, you know, conservative points of view. Um, And that sets off a whole nother debate about, you know, does the gut... So there, there's two different, there's two different, you can't have this discussion and say it's about censorship, even though it is. Yeah. Because in my, in my opinion, it's two separate topics. It's A, your protection of freedom of speech from the government, which is you know, every American's constitutional right. Yeah. If we actually have any rights anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then... You know, in my opinion, I guess this is my just my opinion. You are the Constitution does not guarantee you that any one website will allow you to speak freely. Yeah. You are allowed to speak freely as an American, you know, however you can without censorship from the government. Yeah. I mean, would you agree with that statement? Yeah, would, would you agree with that point of view? Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that feel that. For example, Twitter, I'm going to use them as an example, are infringing upon your freedom of speech by deleting or censoring somebody's yeah. post. 
I don't agree that that's an infringement upon freedom of speech. Yeah. Your, your constitutional right to freedom of speech. In my, in my opinion, if I start any type of website, doesn't matter what it is, yeah. and Joe Schmo comes on spreading what I don't want on my website, it doesn't matter if it's about something serious or total nonsense. I can delete it. It's my website. Yeah, you know, and then consumers can react accordingly. Well, the one the one issue I have is, I know the government treats publishers and platformers, or you know, people that they like need. a social media platform. Yeah, there, there's there's a difference to the government. Yeah, and to be honest, I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, and. So I'm a little bit hamstrung in this conversation because yeah. I don't I don't know what the difference is, and I know. I think right now Twitter is regarded as a platform. I would agree with that. And yeah. Trump is saying, okay, well, if you're going to censor people, then you're you're not a platform, you're a publisher because mm-hmm. now you are controlling what's being written. And But I would argue the government has no word in it. Period. Well, I in mean, my opinion. but you know, I don't I don't well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That, yeah, yeah, that's the it, argument that's being made. Yeah, I mean, the government recognizes platforms versus publishers yeah and i don't know i don't know what the rules are and obviously i, I mean obviously if it's a law then then it's, both it's, parties agreed to it again i don't think it can be law because it's a line that literally cannot be distinguished like it, you're getting into such gray territory you know oh, like yeah. if i'm gamespot.com and i have a forum on my website that allows for discussion well that's that's public discussion. That's a platform, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you could I feel like that court case would literally be like an endless back and forth of no conclusion. Like just yeah. none. I mean like they'd have to pick something. But they my only point though, they can't put like a definition on it because it's impossible. Anything on the internet can be construed as a well, platform. Yeah. And that well that's the thing. But I can it, leave a comment. But eventually they're gonna decide. They're gonna decide on, you know, like is this a platform? And, and you might disagree, but they're gonna say, like, we gotta we gotta have one or the other. Like it's it's gotta be I don't in my opinion, if the government is the government has because of that constitutional right, the government but because now you're getting into freedom of press as well. Yeah. Um the government has no right to decide. You yeah. Know, uh, 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 if I start any platform, it's, it's like your it's like your property. You know, I can't walk onto your property yeah. and tell you. Well, now you know the interesting part is, so Trump is trying to, you know, force them to not censor him essentially. Yeah. Or, yeah. And they're not even really censoring him. They're they're just they're, fact checking him on the fly essentially. Yes. Yes. And. Um, but the interesting part is, is so he's doing that, but Joe Biden has the awkward position where Joe Biden is actually, he wants to go a step farther. Mm-hmm. So he's got the awkward position of trying to disagree with Trump yeah. while defending his position that's yeah. even more extreme. Yeah. You know, like, so I don't know what his position even is. He wants to, he basically wants government to be able to decide yeah. what what can be on these i would be totally platforms. opposed to that yeah totally so opposed. so yeah he, he wants the government to decide what can be said yeah on, on the internet more or less um, see this is and this is it's going this is going to bleed over into our next debate when, when when you're you cannot in my opinion give an inch on issues like this because yeah. once you've given an inch 
Yeah. It's it's the next thing. Well, you know, once you've set the precedent, so I'm just going to use Twitter as an example. They can do it on Twitter. Yeah. Well, then eight years from now, the next administration decides that they want to do it to insert whatever is popular at that yeah. time. And then more and more and more, and it bleeds, and then all of a sudden you're China. Like, like oh, yeah. that's the natural evolution yeah. of it. And that's I the mean, point of having a right that can't be yeah. compromised. I, to me, like, you, I, w- I wish that, you know, all speech was was allowed yeah. I, anywhere. Like, yeah. You know, but I do believe if it's your platform, if it's if it's your website, I mean, it's yours. Yeah. You, you would get final say. Yeah. And and um, I, and that, I mean, I think we probably agree on this that there is tons of stuff on pretty much every platform which I wish wasn't there. Like yeah. I don't want to hear oh, yeah. some of this crap. Oh yeah. I mean, but I will defend pretty much anybody's right to say it exactly. until the final. You exactly. Know, because. But I realize that's not where, ironically, that's not where a lot of people are going in the country. Like, that's not their opinion. And I think they're misguided. That, yeah. that, that's my problem. And, you know, I made like a long Facebook post about this today is like, I, I think so many people are disconnected from like why some of those important rights that we first established yeah. as a country like why they are so important yeah. because once you start going down a path where you don't have a completely you know, complete freedom of speech, complete freedom of religion, complete freedom of press for example, you know, like there are some serious problems and when you look around at countries that don't have that, yeah. they are it's they are they are countries that we have stood in opposition to for yeah. ages. You know, yeah. China, Russia, for that reason, like no, we represent well, Freedom. yeah, you know, and the, the funny thing is, is take China, for example. Uh, um, you know, it's actually very peaceful for the most part in China. Yeah. But it's peaceful because the government is so... Everybody's scared of the powerful. goddamn government. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, do you, do you really want that? Yeah, you, right. Do you want to like, live like that? Like, like what? So, like, I, 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 under, I understand, too, how, how upsetting it is to have a platform censor you. So, like... You know, I have a, just today. I had a one of my employees, who's a 16-year-old African American, um, said that TikTok keeps deleting his videos. Yeah, and, I've and, heard that. I've and, heard and, that. And, and you know, he doesn't know why. He, yeah. But he's very frustrated by it. Like he, like, why am I being? Why am I being? Why can't I put these videos out? They just tell me that they're against community guidelines, but they don't yeah. tell me why. I've heard others. And he's not saying issue. any. Like the one video is him spitting out water. Yes, and, 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 and he's like, why, why am I, you know, he, like he's like pulling up pictures of like half naked women dancing around and stuff, and he's like, this is allowed, but me spitting out. Yeah. So I understand how frustrating it is to, and that makes people say like, yeah, you know, you should take it to Twitter, take it to Facebook. They're not being fair. It's like, but you want to hand that power to the government? Yeah. Like you want to let you want to hand it. That's even well, more power. The, the thing that I find just kind of interesting is is uh, and uh, like you know a lot of my a lot of my um, you know political views and things have been shaped by like websites like Reset Era. Yeah. You know, just just listening to what oh, they're <laughs> listening to what they're saying. It's a mistake. And, and well, you know, just, but. Yeah, they get very political. Yeah, yeah, they do. For and, sure. and I just, I don't know. I, I just find it so entertaining that, like, for years they have railed against gun ownership. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, guns are the worst. Get rid of guns. Get rid of guns. 
Do you know what they're saying this week? Uh, reset? Go, yes. Go uh, buy about, guns. About guns? Go buy oh. guns. Go buy guns. Well, that's just your stereotypical and, person who has no real basis of true, I mean, be, true belief, yeah. in my opinion. They have no... You know, they don't really well, know where they stand. I think maybe, you know, like, they never imagined that, you know, a situation could could happen right. where... Right. They're not familiar they with would, history. Yeah, and, where they would and, need to maybe think about buying a gun. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe that situation sort of arrived. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, well, yeah, your Second Amendment, that's really important. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, but you've been railing against the Second <laughs> Amendment for the last 20 years. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just find it interesting that... Um, you know, the same people that say, oh, no, I know for sure you don't need this. I mean, I'm, I am. And I'm anti-gun. Like, I I don't like guns. It pains me to say this, but I'm really at a point where I believe that our electorate has dropped the ball on its responsibility to itself. So, like, our democracy only functions, a democracy in essence is, you know, in totally abstract theory and capitalism by extension, you know, the best man wins kind of thing, yeah. you know, like, like fight it out and the people will decide what's best. Yeah. You know, I really feel that system only works when people are a fully engaged and exercising their, you know, whatever choice they have yeah. and, and be making informed decisions and we have totally dropped the ball on making informed decisions and there's a million reasons we don't well, need to get into that i think that. there's i think there's one reason above all the others there's a that, million but i think there's one, like as i've been thinking about it there's there's definitely one reason above all others and it's the two-party system in fact i would i would argue the two-party system is by far the number one issue like for all I'm the not, other issues i'm not saying that it I mean, I would argue that the fact that people can't distinguish what's real and what's not real yeah. anymore is just as responsible for because, anything. Because, well, uh, you know, I got another message here, and it said... They, don't have, know, they can't tell what's a fact. It, it just said, it said Trump is trying to essentially ch- turn the page on the pandemic yeah. using the riots. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's true. And because he knows the pandemic is actually a loss for him, even in his base. And this is here. Here is the issue of the two-party system: is he only needs to worry about his base. He doesn't he like. Yeah. The other half of the country might as well, well not exist if his base is large enough to win this next election. Yeah. So. Which it was the last time. Yeah. So. But you you could make that counter argument that the other person didn't would have won had they built a base that was. Yeah, engaged and they did not. Well, I mean, because there were millions I don't, I don't and millions. Know, I don't know if Joe Biden exactly builds better well, bases. That's, no, no, well, that's different <laughs> so. because it's a sitting president versus a. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, the point is, is, is that he only needs to focus on his base because where else are they going to go? And I saw this on right. Reset Era this week. It's like they're like, well, in light of what Trump said, what do you feel about voting for Joe Biden now? And it's like, well. But that's not how it should be. It shouldn't be like, oh, well, your only other option sucks. So yeah, vote here. I, I mean, I mean, some some would argue that you have people have had more options. You had twelve Democratic candidates, and you picked one. Not you, but yeah. you know, um, I'm not I'm not advocating for the two party system necessarily. I'm just 
I mean, I don't know. There's no. I, I forget what was the point. We oh, the people are people aren't engaged. Yeah, and the people who are engaged the point aren't, is, aren't playing with a full deck. I, I think the point is, is like even if, like say for instance, Bernie ran in another party yeah. and he lost. Well, he did. But at least he's not at least people <laughs> at least people would get to vote for him in the election. Third and, you know, party like, candidates never do Jack Diddley though. Well, yeah, but that's because we only have a two party system. No, they're on the ballot. Like, yeah, come on. They're on the ballot. Come on. They like, suck. Come on. They suck. You know that's not true at all. There's like five candidates <laughs> on the ballot, and none of them put together. What did Ross Perot get? Oh. What was Ross? Well, did he get like 23% or something? You, you know it's not true. Like What did he get, for but, real? But this country is is built around a two-party system. Oh, for sure. And, and like, all the other parties are basically just a mockery up above local elections. But, but they could be bigger. If they freaking built themselves bigger, and yeah. they can't because they're appealing to groups of people that that are niche. Yeah, but and, I, and I'm not downplaying how important any but any single person is. I'm really not. I'm not saying that that group's opinion isn't valid because it very much is. Yeah. But like, but it's it's our first past the post system. We would have to change the entire system to say that again. Well, we have a first past the post system, meaning you know you need the most votes to win so essentially in a way like almost only one party wins yeah instead of having like okay well you can vote for that party they might not win yeah but they can grow we don't have that like we don't we don't we don't really have a way for a party to grow unless they just flat out win like well essentially the country they need to get their damn message out and that needs to connect with people and i think that's the problem is that it, it it often it's sort of an all-or-nothing system, they, and that's why there's is. only two parties. It is, and I, I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. I, I think... I mean, you look at Canada, you look in Europe, like, yeah. they usually have like six, yeah, seven, they do. eight parties that yeah. you know, hold power. And yeah. It just doesn't happen here. Yeah, but they have problems with their systems that we don't have, too. So, I mean, it, there's no true, Ugh. you know, yeah. every system has flaws. And I'm not defending it or saying that that makes it okay. I just, I, I think that, you know, we have dropped the ball ourselves. We're not doing ourselves any justice. We are, we are setting the bar extremely low yeah. for ourselves by, you know, believing fake news and, yeah. and just not putting the best foot forward to make good decisions yeah. as a society. Yeah, you know, I don't really understand um why that is you know I, I think maybe it's it's especially for America in particular I, I think the whole like we're number one it, I think that's driven this country a little bit crazy it has I agree so like when people are like oh you know China's gonna surpass America I in my head I just think hey that's great yeah <laughs> like because like I look at all these other countries and they're not worried about being number two or number three or number four well, and it's like okay well, it's, that's good to me. It's, you know, people have said this and it's been beaten into the ground, but it, it it's just so true. Like we are as a society, you know, just just speaking about America, so divided. There's there's basically in my mind like five five groups. And you know this is a massive generalization, so I apologize for that. But there's there's you know there's people who are just totally disengaged, who are quite a few, yeah. quite a few people yeah. who either 
just they're so sick of it or don't care or, yeah. or whatever. You know, yeah. I'm not going to vote. I want nothing to do with it. Stay away from me. You know, I don't want to discuss it. I think you're always going to have those. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You do. Absolutely. That's not anything new. And then you've got, you know, you've got the within, you know, it's yes, it's a two-party system. But within that two-party system, you've got like a far left. You've got like a center, yeah. you know, like Democrat. You've got like a center right, kind of like a more traditional Republican. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, what I'll what I'll call like the, the far right the, or the or the MAGA crew or whatever you want yeah. to label them. I'm not yeah. trying to label anybody. I'm just yeah, saying it's kind that of we are divided more than just in the two parties. Yeah. It's when you really break down like the theory crafting of it and the perspectives of people and the, their thought process. It's it, and I think those those these five groups and, I, and again I hate to label people that's not what I'm trying to do but we are so far apart on what we want and what we think is right and and where the country should go and somebody made a made a point to me that you know it, it was like on inauguration day like a, a political campaign and stuff used to last like a year you know and, and It'd be hard fought, and there'd be insults on both sides, all the same stuff that people negative campaigning. Yeah. But it was like on a, on inauguration day, there was always some sense of you know you you would want to watch the ceremony because it was kind of like a a look towards the future, flipping the page, kind of like a unifying moment. Like yeah. okay, it's over. Now we move forward as a country. We do not have that anymore. Like no. now it is 24/7 365 like campaign mode, terror, you know, demonizing, well, devising. And let's face it, a, a big part of that is the media. Oh 20, sure. 24/7 sure. media. Like they sure. just need something to talk about. Sure. And yeah, it's it's not good. Um it, but it, you know, and I think on both sides you've seen maybe on the left a little more than the right, but You've seen people just sort of reject at least mainstream media, which is, you know, I mean, if, if we're going to get out of this, maybe that's a good thing. Get out of what? Well, get out of the whole like tribalism, you know, aspect of things. Like try to move back towards like a some semblance of yeah. unity. Uh, yeah. Of a unified society. Yeah. And like that's, that's the thing that kills me is like when you step back and you look at it, you can tell that what's, you know, everything has been politicized because they only need to win their base. So everything has been politicized to the point where, like, they want, like, they say they don't, but they do. They, they want that, like, they're the worst. Fervor. Yeah, well, oh, they, yeah. they need the other, you know, like, yeah. they need you to hate those people yeah. so that way, like, if they screw like, well. If, if the politician themselves screws up, they can say, well, I yeah, would, but what about those guys? I would say that that didn't really, you know, sure, people always had disagreements. Like, I'm not trying, I'm not looking at the past with the rose tinted glasses. There have always been people who hated the other side, always. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't say it was until, like, these last, like, six, seven, eight years that I think people realize, because people have always used that strategy. You know, Karl Rove used that strategy. Yeah. But it's gotten worse and worse. Like, people, there was always, you know, like, I just as recently as, you know, George W. Bush and Michelle Obama. Like, 
that's not very far in the past. There was still like a semblance of like, you know, hey, we're all in this together kind of thing. Like, we can still goof off and have lunch together, even yeah. though we're you want to tear you want to gut the program that I propose. You know, we can still do this. You know, yeah, like, we yeah. can still disagree. And that's totally gone. now. It's totally gone. Like we're sitting here arguing over like literally like people are so divided that like something such as the freedom of speech. There are some people that don't seem to think it's important. Yeah. Like there are some people that don't care. Like like not just don't care, but are like actively rooting yeah. for like the government to take an action that would totally throw it out the window. Yeah. And it's like it just make like how did we get here? Like yeah. truly, how did we get there were certain consistencies that we could rely on for like since the end of World War II basically. Yeah. You know, like all else fails, we can at least rely on this, you know. And there's always been mishaps and tragedies, and now it, it, there's just so much uncertainty and fear and division. And well, I, you know, I, people, I do have people to, are so far apart. I do have to wonder a little bit. Um, Maybe the internet's to blame. You know, uh, there are a lot of countries, you know, even in Europe and stuff, yeah. where where and this is this is something I try to explain to people. Like people have heard of American exceptionalism. Yeah. And they, you know, it, it sort of became to be known like as Americans just want to say America's number one, mm-hmm. USA, USA. But I, I really don't think that's what the exceptionalism was. I, I think the exceptionalism is is like when you look in Europe, mm-hmm. government is there to make a pretty society. You know, it's it's there to make things as pretty as possible. And Europe's got some pretties you know mm-hmm. they're they're pretty countries mm-hmm. but the way they achieve that in some cases is sort of unacceptable mm-hmm. to us americans yeah and, and you know really when you look around the world that's europe style you know like the government's there to take care of the people and make the society as pretty as possible mm-hmm. like that's that's sort of like the the, the mindset for yeah. most countries around the world but yeah. in america that's that's really not the case yeah i mean Sure, we want the government to make the place as pretty Pave as possible. And, yeah. yeah, but but we always have defaulted to our freedoms yeah. over choosing that, which is yeah. why, you know, we still have guns. Yeah. You know, even though a lot of us would rather not. Um, but you know, like it's it's about personal freedoms, yeah. even if it's gonna make the society a little bit ugly. It's about ideals. Yeah. So to me, that was always the exceptionalism, and I feel like that's being lost a little bit. It was like, I, I, I seriously, it, it, American history was always very important to me. Like growing up as a kid, from I can remember from like fourth or fifth grade on, it always really compelled me. Like the idea, like how how we were founded, why we were founded. I always found it very intriguing, and I took a lot of pride in it. Like, I, I want to ask people that. Like, like, do you remember why, like, this country was colonized? Like, do you remember why people left Great Britain and came here? Yeah. Be, like, and then do you understand why then the establishment of freedom of religion was so important to them? Because the reality that they were living mm-hmm. under a system that did not have freedom of religion was so, you know, repressive or disruptive or violent in some cases yeah. to them that they got on boats with, not like today... Not like today at all, 
basically no guarantee that they would survive or were forced into it in some cases and took a journey across the ocean to some place totally, you know, like, like it was that important to those people. And then, and then who rebelled, you know, later against the the British empire. Maybe the, the demographic change has something to do with that because like to a large demographic, like for, for, for you and I, like Mm -hmm. they were the heroes. They were, they were leaving oppression, blah, blah, blah. But for a large demographic, they're the villains who, you know, uh, you know. So I, they I, don't they don't really get I can't, that. I can't speak for they them don't, at all. They don't get that portion. Of the I history. can't speak for them at all. Um, I know, you know, in my mind, and what I was what I was taught, you know, this is open for interpretation to anybody else, is that many people immigrated to America over the years because they viewed it as the land of opportunity. That yeah. they they were leaving situations where they felt like they weren't best served for whatever reason, whether it was economically or because of a certain freedom being infringed upon or warfare. Uh, you know, my wife's family fled a war-torn country to yeah. come here. Um, that's, I guess that's how I rationalized it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Whether that's true or not, I can't answer that because yeah. I didn't immigrate here. I was born here. Yeah. But I would also probably argue... Um, not argue so much, but dovetail on your point that uh, this is the, like the deepest discussion we've probably ever had on this show. I know. Uh, nobody's probably listening at this point. Like, yeah, oh, what is this National Boy, Geographic? Yeah, I mean, if you've, if you've stayed this long, <laughs> you are you make are a comment, really leave good. a comment. Um, like, I would also argue that geography probably has a lot to do with it because a lot of those European countries are like the size of one of our states. Yeah. Like, they have much less to take care of. So if they can build one really nice national monument and take care of, you know, enough uh, less people than some of our large cities have, much yeah. less, yeah. then they're good. Yeah. Their, their needs of their society is much different than the needs of our country. And we've talked about this, that you could almost divide our country into six or seven different countries. You've got the Northeast, you've got the Deep South, you've got the Midwest, the Far West, the... Yeah. Um, Northwest. Yeah, I mean, our cultures, even though we are united, are really not the same. We don't want the same things in the Northeast as they want in the Deep South. And that's not an insult. That's just reality. That We we value things differently. But I think, you know, and I've been thinking about it, like, I I think that's actually a strength, though. Because, like, at least if if you want to change... Like if, if you're not happy with yeah. you know like the politics you in can your drive area, somewhere else. yeah, you can simply move. I mean, you can and, in and, Europe too, though. Well, yeah, you can get but, in your car and move but, from Italy to. But I mean, we have at least the advantage where no matter where you go, they basically speak the same language. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that's and, true. That's true. And while we have different political beliefs, use the same currency. Well, yeah. While we have different political beliefs, like the overarching culture like is still the same yeah. like you know people love football in california they love football here they yeah. love football and they love south. just love soccer and, and they love football in yeah. europe too yeah well yeah that's true but um you know that they also have different shows that they watch yeah, and, yeah. But, though i guess the entire world is really starting to homogenize yeah. really yeah i mean we're watching our favorite tv shows in germany yeah. <laughs> but uh, i guess you know we're talking about very broad terms, but something that's happening in the country right now, uh, you know, they're basically, and this is really several different stories too, all which deserve their own 
points of dissection, and I don't know how much of it we'll get into. But, uh, you know, this has happened a lot, and it's been, you know, Irma mentioned it to me, that this happens, like, at least once a year, where yeah. there is, that like, at least once a year, where, you know, it's usually a black male is murdered somehow, and it, it, it acts as a lightning rod, at least once a year. Yeah. And and you know it, she and you know she pointed out it's not that it just happened once it's just that at least once a year there's one of these lightning rod scenarios where it happens like on camera or whatever and it goes viral yeah and that happened uh, I don't know what which day it was I can't recall but I think it was in this same last week it wasn't like the fo- the previous week uh, and you know there, there's been a huge to say there's a huge, a huge fall is an understatement how do you put this into words yeah there's 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 large scale social uprising there's protests there's riots you know not just in the city where it occurred but nationwide at this point even in binghamton 20 minutes from us today there was a large protest and a large variety of reactions amongst the political spectrum and and public and uh i don't know what what can we say that hasn't been said already i guess but something that something that feels different to me i mean we started this when we were before the show we were talking about like should we get into this or not you know like are, are is this something that we can speak on with any i don't know level of authority or and I think everybody has an authority on this topic. First of all, everybody has an opinion and you're entitled to it. But we were just debating, you know, like, how are we going to approach this? How are we going to talk about this? Should we even talk about it? And I said, well, it's tough. It's kind of a a disservice to not talk about it, you know? And you mentioned that the difference between like the, the Twitter federal government thing is that you feel like, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, so correct me if I'm wrong, but like the riots will subdue and yeah, culture, society, the news, whoever will move on. Yeah. I mean, is that accurate? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say there's going to be no changes, but yeah. And I don't want to say that that's what you said either. Um, it, it, because it's change is slow to happen, you know, especially in America. Yes. Like, Everything creates change. Yeah. You know, th- history doesn't repeat, it echoes. So, I mean, it, things will be different, but mostly they'll be the same. Well, here's... Tr- usually I, I would say that. Anytime anything is being, like, fixated on... And I'm not I'm not just an issue like this. Anything. Any large-scale story. I, I always say, you know, you know, give it time, people will move on. You know, and I, I don't mean that in a positive or a negative context. I'm yeah. just saying a lot of times whenever people have, have approached me and said, you know, I think this is the, this is it. This is it. You know, this is when we're going to flip whatever page. I'm usually that pessimist or skeptical person who says basically that, you know, like, don't don't think it's that easy. You know, like, it, yeah. usually when this happens, people get upset. Not this specific thing. I don't. I don't mean just the race thing. When something happens, it's got everybody in an uproar. Yeah. People move on quickly. They forget about it in a week. You know, the weekend comes. They go spend the week with their barbecue, and they by Monday the next week at work, they're like, 
they've moved on. Yeah. And I, I, but I really feel, I told my wife this this time, and I, I could be wrong. We could, I, it's just my opinion. Something feels different to me this time. And, and that, and it is connected to the issue at heart, which is basically authority of some kind way over in this case it was it was a police officer or multiple police officers you know being forcefully you know they took somebody's life but anytime anytime something like this happens and people get upset like i said i'm always that skeptic but this time what feels different to me is that and I'm going to be very direct about my criticism here. This is the first time where I have truly looked at the federal government and like their reaction to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a freaking elected Democrat saying this, so I'm I am the I am I am traditionally the guy that says, you know, you can work to make government better. You just gotta, you know, you just you just gotta get involved. You gotta engage it. You gotta reform it. Yeah. You know. Government is not your enemy. I'm always that. I'm that guy that says that. Work with us. You know, yeah, help yeah. us make it better. Help us make it more efficient. Help us make it right. Let's, that's our goal. You know, I'm always trying to like point. Let's try to get a result. This is probably the first time in my lifetime where I have looked at the United States government and said, right now they might be our enemy. Like. And I realize like how bold of a thing that is to say. I'm not saying I'm declaring war. I'm not calling for. I'm not calling for violence. Winning point is uh, uh, no, not nothing like that. Breaking away. But the things that you know our highest elected official has been has been tweeting and, and saying, like literally, basically calling for violence against its own citizens. Yeah. You know, this week he retweeted a video saying the only good Democrat is a dead Democrat. Yeah. Today he was tweeting things saying that, you know, the Secret Service are just waiting, just waiting. They can't, basically they can't wait yeah. to, to take, you know, yeah. to basically inflict, and it's good, people are going to get hurt badly. Yeah. And, and he's no doubt, he's crossed the line. He's and and the line. that... That, you know, normally in times like this, most leaders would be... Trying to calm them. Yes. Well, that, that goes back to what I was saying, that he's trying to turn the page yeah. of the pandemic yeah. using this. So he's he's trying to fan the flames and, a little bit, which seems counterintuitive, you know, but it, you know, it, it might work. You know, what what started this was was a man being arrested was killed, was, was needlessly killed. Yeah. Need, totally needless violence. And... You know, there was footage today of the National Guard firing paint canisters. They're walking through a reg- uh, re- residential neighborhood, and they're being harassed. You know, pe- people are upset. People are angry. Yeah. And there's people on their porches yelling at the National Guard. They're yelling at any authority they can find. Yeah, I know. It, it's, people have opinions, and they're expressing them. But they're on their porch in their own houses yelling. And the National Guard turns on them, and somebody yells, "Light them up!" And they fire paint canisters at these people in their own house, expressing their anger, their freedom of speech. Yeah. To see that they weren't blocking the National Guard from getting through, they weren't. There was no level of violence, threat, nothing. Yeah. Firing on their own 
in a residential neighborhood. Like, it, it's terrifying. Like, it, this isn't just an isolated incident. Like, these things are all adding up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm looking at them, like, probably well, for the first time in my life where I'm, I am, like, questioning my trust. Yeah. The only thing is, and I know you, other people have questioned their remember, trust for the government a long the, time before. The, the military and the police force—they're made up of individuals. You know? Yes, absolutely. So you're going to get some good and some bad. Yeah. You know, or, 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 you know, some that may be good, but on that day they made a bad choice. Or they're that giving, if they could do given over, orders. Yeah. Or if they could do it over, they would say, you know, like, maybe I want to do that. But, you know revolutions happen based on, you know, the shot heard around the world type scenarios. One person decided to pull the trigger and it started a revolution. You know, here's my question to you. Have you seen the whole video of the incident? I haven't personally. And I don't think many people have. Yeah. And that to me, like that, that part a little bit angers me. Yeah. Because if we're going to do all this, yeah. shouldn't everybody at least know what really happened? Well, that's, first of all, that's part of what we're discussing. People don't, yeah, you know, make decisions. And I'll tell you, I've been searching, and this part angers me a little bit because... Can't find it, probably. Well, that's the thing is, I can find, I can find tons of video, yeah. actually. I can yeah. find tons of video, but I can't figure out how it all fits together. Yeah. And nobody, yeah. nobody, absolutely nobody well, has, has like... Sat down and gone, okay, and this is the video and this is how it that, all fits. That's why I usually I usually always tell people to stay calm when something like this first happens because yeah. I always say, you don't know the full story, you know, give people a benefit of the doubt, yeah. let it work itself out. I, I try to I try to say like because you saw a twenty second clip doesn't mean you know yeah. everything. And most people if they've seen that picture, which I agree. Like yeah. I don't I don't understand I don't understand why that was there's, possibly nothing. there's there's no there's no type of police or military training whatsoever that trains you to put your yeah see that this is this is one of the things and it's two two things about well I think I think one of the and I don't understand why the police are having such a hard time with this. But the police force needs to be friendlier. They need to be friendlier. This is what I you you talk, but I was going to say something exactly along those lines. I mean, like I, I just I, it just seems obvious. Like yeah, you know, this guy. Now I don't know. Maybe he resisted arrest. Like I can't figure it out. I've been watching the video. I can't figure out how all the video clips that I've seen yeah. fit together because yeah. they don't look like they do. Yeah. But. I mean, because at one point they, they, they put him against the wall and then they put him in a car and there is a bit of a struggle in the car. And then I see another video where he collapses before he gets in the car. Mm-hmm. And the picture looks like he's on the other side of the cruiser mm-hmm. in the street. Yeah. And so I can't figure out how all that fits yeah. together. I don't know. Yeah. But I do know that apparently, according to the coroner, he... he um, he had a, I think, essentially a heart attack. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't. I, I don't know. He wasn't I'm choked listening. to death. He yeah. wasn't choked. It wasn't. Yeah. It, he he had some sort of internal issue. Yeah. And, and the struggle that they had, I think, in the car maybe, was you know like a contributing factor to it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
on the one hand, I can see where like the police would be like, you know, like we're, we're not choking him. So, you know, like he yeah. must be lying. Yeah. Like, so, and I, this is the part that I think a lot of America don't, they don't know and they yeah. don't understand. And it's like, you know, if you put yourself in those policemen's shoes, you wouldn't know well, that he's having a heart attack. Well, he was not, let me put it this way, speaking from somebody who but, knows a lot of people well, wait, let me, let me, let me, let me, Let me finish because I feel like a, a lot of people would be really angry with me for sharing yeah. that. But let me just finish and say, clearly when he was on the ground, and I get it, he was, he's physically much larger than mm-hmm. all those other guys, which yeah. is why I think there were four guys. Mm-hmm. But when he's on the ground and he's like calling out for his mom and, mm-hmm. and I, and they did call an ambulance and yeah. the ambulance was on the way, yeah. but you know, like couldn't you, couldn't you at least sit him up outside of the street? That's so th- this is the thing. Like police officers are trained and for, for good reason to, it's almost like math or a science that has to be drilled into you. When X happens, this needs to be your response for your own safety and yeah. for the safety of whoever else who may be involved. This is what happens. Yeah. You know, when this happens, this is your response. When this happens, this is your response. And they do have to make tough judgment calls as well, but they are trained very clearly. Like it's drilled into them. Yeah. You know, I, I know people who've gone through the academy who serve, you know, and when things go wrong, those police officers are always quick to point out, yeah, that is why you're not supposed to do that. Like you're trained to do this yeah, because yeah. it prevents this. There is no training and it is common sense to anybody that you do not kneel on the back of someone's neck or head. Like yeah. you don't do that, you know, like even in a much less, you know, lesser context, if you sit on somebody for, for yeah. a long enough time, they can choke on their own well, vomit. But what I was what I was trying to point out is is that really that that's not what killed them though. Like that's like that that picture might be a little misleading yeah. as to the amount of weight that was actually on his neck. And, uh, in my opinion, it, it was it's improper. It's excessive force anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that when that that gets to what I'm saying is is like I get maybe there was and, and I part of me wonders if maybe the struggle in the police car. W- was over the fact that he was having some sort of medical yeah. condition and he wanted to get out. Yeah. Like I could understand that. Yeah. And obviously like, you know, the, the police are kind of used to people lying to them. Oh, so yeah. like, so from the police, they have to take precautions from, from the, from the police's perspective, I could yeah. see like them thinking like, Oh, he's just trying to get away. Yeah. So like, and this is why, this is why I think nothing will change because mm-hmm. there's going to always be misunderstanding. They, yeah. they don't have x-ray vision, you know, like, but so there's, as long as there's misunderstandings, I think bad things I are going to happen. I think there's several, several things here. And I seriously, resp- I have, I know a lot of police officers and I have respect for law enforcement. There, there is a need in society for a law and order, like that, that we can't forget that like law and order needs to be upheld. Like, yeah. To, for society to function, you know, we need civilian police. Like, it's just, it, that's not lost to me at all. But when you become a police officer or you become a member of the military or to a less serious extent, you know, a public official, in my opinion, you need to be held to a higher standard. You are choosing a career where you are, you know, you're sworn to protect. Yeah. And, and I think... That is why, like, I'm not, I'm not really willing to say, like, 
you know, to look at like some of the things that, that you're pointing out, like as true as they may be, that that police officer was not functioning in a way that he was trained. He's he's not yeah. there was a million things that, that that guy did wrong. A million. And I think this is where to get kind of back to a point that you mentioned that I really want to point out, especially as a public official, who if I had a police department, I would be managing a police department, but we don't have one here. Yeah. So I would effectively be, you know, in charge of one. I don't mean this as an insult, but I more of a critique. Police departments in general, law enforcement, do a terrible, terrible, terrible job communicating with the public. Awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. Yeah. Terrible. They have they and and whatever whatever they need to do a better job, they need to figure it out from a systemic. Yeah. If they need mouthpieces that can communicate with the public in yeah. a very clear and concise manner, because they do a terrible job at it, which is why I think we are we get to so many of these misunderstandings because so much time passes until something is said. Yeah. And by that time the fervor has already well taken over. Mm -hmm. And and there very well may be, in a lot of cases, things that people need to know before they get worked up or, you know, react a certain way. And I know you can't communicate it instantaneously no matter what. But, like, law enforcement needs to do a much better job of reminding the public, like, we are here to protect you. We've got your back. Like, that is why we are here, to keep you safe. And, and, you know, like you said, there's going to be bad, no matter what, what it is, there's going to be people who abuse their power or misuse it or make a mistake, no matter what job it is. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, but, but the police, I really feel have done an awful job historically of reminding people that, you know, they're there to serve and protect because yeah. the the only message they have been able to communicate is the message that they, I freaking hope that they don't want to send is, is those videos Yeah. Be, because they can't, they're not communicating their, what, what I would hope, you know, is any police officer's true intention. Mm-hmm. They're not communicating that clear enough. So the public is filling in the blanks for you know, what are you doing? Yeah, because we're only seeing this. Yeah, well, and that's—I mean, that's um, yeah, that's part of it. Um, I think they got the paradoxical situation where they have to convey authority. Yeah, like they gotta—they gotta convey authority, but they also got to try and and befriend people, which is a yeah. very, very tight rope to to walk. Every manager, though, has to walk that, yeah. and, and to a much lesser extent, a less drastic. Yeah. At work, you need your employees to yeah. know that they have to fall in line. Exactly. But you want them to be comfortable. You want them to know that if push but, comes to shove, you've got their back. Well, when you're when you're pulling them over and giving them speeding tickets, like it's it becomes a little bit harder. I but, think. But <laughs> so, but like those are like si- when that's your only interaction. Those are situations. So, for example, uh. I guess I won't. I won't give that example. But there are certain things that you can understand. You know, like if you're in an authoritative position, there's going to be people that are going to be pissed off by X, Y, and Z, no matter what. Yeah. No matter what you do, they're yeah. not going to like it that you have authority over them. They're not going to like that you caught them. They're not going to like. People are going to lie to you. People are going to, you know, take advantage of 
try to you know all those things you know like mm-hmm. but there are a large percentage of people who and you can communicate with who you can build rapport with you can and those are the people that you should be focused on as yeah. far as your communication efforts yeah. and some police departments do do I, i've seen you know some police departments do things like ice cream socials where they yeah. have families come in and they give them ice cream and stuff, you know, like, well, I see, I mean, I mean there are a lot of police departments that try to do like community yeah. outreach yeah, yeah. To, because they know like, you know, not have, you know, well, it's it, also it, recruitment. Well, it's partly recruitment, but it's also partly like, you know, our job will be easier if people like yeah. us as yeah. much as they can. Yeah. Because, yeah, right. you know, like nobody wants to be like, it, it, it sort of reminds me of like your parents growing up. Like nobody wants to be the bad guy that has to punish yeah. the kids, yeah. you, you know, and, but you, you do, you need it. You, you need it yeah. in a functioning society. But so. I think, I think. And too. there, there's the other rub, by the way, that I think a lot of people in these, especially these days don't really understand mm-hmm. like because i see a lot of people that are like abolish the police force. well that's what i was saying you that's need like, law boy, and order. you are not gonna enjoy you that. need <laughs> law and order like because like the, the thing about the police is the police are civilian police yeah the the other option for you know law and order is military yeah that's a much worse but i got a feeling what they're insinuating is Anarchy? Yeah. No. No police force. No authority. You, force. you can't. Uh, you could. I, you can definitely, definitely, definitely make the argument that our civilian police forces have become too militarized. Yeah. Uh, and that they, you know, need to be well. And scaled I would say back. that's a knock on. I'd say a lot of this is a knock on effect of just gun ownership. It's like, connected to that. Um, uh, because you know, I always try to when when I engage. Uh, uh, you know, a, a tough situation. I always try to give as much of a benefit of a doubt yeah. to, to like the opposing side. Yeah. And try to understand where they're yeah. coming from. So that way I can like, okay, try and gear yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And to me, like something you got to realize is if you could get every cop in the nation in a room, you know, like on January 1st of, of next year. Yeah. You could say to them, you could look out in the crowd and you can say, look, I can guarantee you at least 50 of you are going to be shot dead before January 1st of next year. Yeah. Like 50 yeah. people in this room yeah. are going to die this yeah. year. Yeah. And once you, th- once you think of it like that, yeah. it's like, okay, wait, you know, like, I can sort of understand where they're coming from in being sort of paranoid. Well, yeah, yes. And that's why they get such rigorous training. But again... You signed up for this job. Yeah. You signed up for this job knowing what it entails. And because of that, I hope the reasons that you signed up are because, A, you know the risks, but B, you understand the things that you and I have been talking about, that society needs yeah. good-willed people well, and there's, there's the to other, uphold law and order. And, and that's the other rub is, like, that's why the state is always going to give police a huge benefit of the doubt because at the end of the day they need police oh yeah and if, if you raise the bar to a superhuman level you're gonna get nobody yeah not and, not superhuman and, and like but, people just need to understand that like yeah the police are always going to get the benefit of the doubt because at the end of the day they need other people to sign up to be police like well yeah yeah i mean that's true but at the same time they need to be held accountable just like anybody else yeah is. It, but it, 
But like I say, they're they're always going to be given the benefit of the doubt. Well, I think you might have a hard time with that. <laughs> they're just it just is because like they're they're having trouble getting people to sign up right now. Yeah. So they're always going to get the benefit of the doubt. I mean, there's just, a there's a lot of I mean, believe it or not, there there's a lot of trouble getting people to serve in any public position. Like there is an all-time low number of people running for public office because yeah. the scrutiny given these days yeah. it is not enticing. And it, and police is the same thing. Like it's a public serving position. Yeah. Uh, you know, or firefighter. Firefighters are having an incredibly hard time recruiting because there's almost no benefit of doing it. A, it's a massive risk and and there's you're, you're a public servant. You're going to be scrutinized for every little thing by it's going to get on Facebook and it's going to be spread everywhere. And, you know, who wants that? There's not a lot of people willing to put up with that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's, it's, uh, it's truly a, a difficult, strange, I, I really don't know. You know, you and I were talking about this week, like, do you realize how, how screwed our generation has, has yeah. truly been. Yeah. And I I just, I don't see it getting any better. Like, I hate to be negative, but I really don't. Like, I the yeah. way, the way things are headed, like, I just, this is our reality now. Like, yeah, I mean, to me, to me, it's almost like a, it's a fool's errand to just try and be like, oh, well, the police need to act better because, well, you it, need, you because, need to be able to codify it. Yeah. It, well, it's a, it's Any a, change. It's a person-on-person, person, it's a person-by-person person basis. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's always going to be bad people or even good people that just make bad choices. Yeah. Or And there's always going to be misunderstandings. So this is why I'm like, it's not going to change. Pe- people always, like, you're, you're not going to get rid of them. People no need to understand that anything, there are tons of things in law or, you know, policy, whatever, that are not perfect or that are even totally wrong. But you need to be able to point to an alternative that you can write and codify and then enact and enforce all those steps. So once, not just an idea that you can write it into law or practice policy, depending on the situation, get it passed through whatever authoritative body it needs to, and then have it actively be enforceable. Not, 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 you can't, you can't say, right, you can't say, well, be nicer. You can't codify somebody's emotions <laughs> exactly. or, or motivations. Yeah. You, there's no litmus test for that. You have to be able to point to a specific reform that you can codify that will have it also, by the way, actually achieve the change that it yeah. is intended to. To me, if, if you want a nicer police force, rather than trying to you know, throw any police officer that upsets you in jail... I think the better route, the more hopeful route, would be to try and get rid of the guns. Because when I look out at other police forces... As in police forces carrying guns or civilians no, carrying civilians. guns? civilians. The guns for the civilians yeah. have to go away. Because I, the, the reason... Never the reason, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The reason, um, you know, Europe's police force get to be so nice... They don't have to carry guns. Well, yeah, because they, they don't really believe anybody else on the street has, has a gun. gun. Yeah, their life's not in danger. It's a lot easier to be cool and calm when you're, you're pretty sure nobody else on it's the street shoot has you a in gun. the back of the head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to be nice mm-hmm. or, or, you know, not resort to 
lethal well, force. And this goes back to that point that you made that, you know, in America, we have historically chosen our freedom over yeah. pretty. Exactly. And and now you see there's no there's no true right answer. No. It's a it's a question of priority yeah. and value. And but like I mean when it comes to like the, something like freedom. It was it was already codified that he wasn't supposed to be in that position, you know, and and right. I, I think nobody right. nobody's like, oh yeah, that's what he should have done. So like to me that's why that nothing can possibly change because it was already in the code that he wasn't supposed human. to do that. Yeah. yeah. So well, I, if you like, to me, the only real substan substantial change you can make would be to take away the guns and create an atmosphere where they're not so paranoid. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, you know, somebody else would say, you know, this isn't the first person who's been improperly choked by police, even this year. Yeah. You know, like. And and it's usually, you know, people of color every time, and that that's what well, that's what gets people upset. I'll add a caveat, a caveat to that that the media sort of chooses to show you that. Well, because it gets more of a reaction. I don't think there's any any doubt any doubt in my mind that that a white police officer is going to treat me kinder than. It is more likely to. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And not all of them, because not all yeah, cops think we the know same. That. We know that. Not all cops think the same. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to generalize. But I mean, them. I mean, a lot of people probably don't know this, but more white people have been killed by cops than than black well, people. Well, we have we have larger numbers. Yeah, much it, larger it, numbers. Yeah, but still, like a lot of people probably wouldn't know that, yeah. given because I mean, can you name a single white person killed by a cop? I can name a cop killed by a white person. Yeah, but can you name a white person killed by a cop? Uh, no. Because I can name one who's not, been shot. It's, it's not in the media. Because he's my cousin. It's not. In, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not in the media. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and, like, we don't know the circumstances, really, yeah. of, of any of those. Yeah. And that that's another thing, but that's a different topic. Yeah. I feel like we should censor half of our discussion there. <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> but... So... Yeah, no, there's no, the, the thing about it is that there's no, and there never will be, there's no answer. Yeah. There's no, this is how we fix this. Like, this, yep, we just got to do this, you know, and, and we've been struggling with this as a society for a long time, and you, you don't hear, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. It could be my own ignorance. You don't hear about, you know, a lot of issues, there's like bills that have been kicked around in Congress, but have like never passed, you know, mm -hmm. like, like reform type bills yeah. for, for hot issues. And you don't hear of a bill being kicked around or something for, and, and, you know, the, the premise of it may be because that, you know, and there are, they're all local police departments, they're city police departments or state or county. So, yeah. The federal, you know, what is, what is the federal government's power to enact countrywide law enforcement change? You know, that that's a whole other topic, you know. But you don't hear of any specific, you know, policy offerings, really, ever. As far as what? Like, like reform to law enforcement of yeah. any kind. Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like I say, without, without, that's what I'm saying. without what's, changing the environment, what's I don't the know end, that's what I, That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't hear of that so yeah. like what 
what is the answer? Like right now, we don't have. Well, yeah, and that's why I don't think anything will change. Real concrete. It'll it'll go back proposals. To, it'll go back to watch Netflix, watch HBO, chill out. That, that'll, that, that'll be the only that, answer. That's really, you know, and again, I'm always pointing people towards, you know, what what change are you advocating for? You know, like, um, I'd really like to see like a, a list, you know, of, and, I, and I'm not issuing this as like some type of like adversarial challenge. I'm saying like, I'd like to see a list of like, these are reforms we would like to see made to police departments. I'd like to see that. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what it says. Yeah. Truly curious. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, you can put anything on paper, but once you're out there on, on the street, it's... Oh, well, the, the, the whole thing with any law, any law of any kind, is that there's going to be people who comply. There will be people who don't comply. There will be people yeah. who fly it in your face that they don't care. <laughs> there, there is, and and there will be people who don't... Com- there will be people who don't comply and get caught. Yeah. And there will be people who don't comply and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Any law, pick anyone, any, any, because people always get upset with me and it's usually over like small zoning issues. You know, how come this guy, I built my shed. I think you sent me a shed message one time. Yeah. How come I built my shed and I had to get a permit and, you know, he didn't even, he didn't get his permit. You know, what, why did I have to pay for my permit and he just built his? Yeah. Well, he didn't follow the law. You know, that guy didn't follow the law. Like, you know, well. Well, that's not fair. I know. Yeah. What recourse do I have to fix that? He chose not to follow the law. I can spend your taxpayer money and take him to court for what's the judge going to find him? A hundred dollars? I'm going to pay our attorney three thousand to prepare and present the case. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be fair. Yeah. You know, he had to pay his his penalty, but. Is that there? No law is 100% enforceable. I know. None. I know. How many people speed every day and don't get caught? But then that one time you get caught, you're, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. upset. Yeah. Which is a tender subject up up around these parts because law speeding. Because well, no, we we got so many cops on the highway here. Oh Jeez, yeah. Like you can go. When Irma and I drove to St. Louis, I swear, swear to God, this is true. <laughs> From the time we left New York State to the time we got there, yes. and to the time we left and yes. came back to New York, we did not see a single police officer I know. on the highway. Not one. I know. The second we got into New York State, from the New York State line to our home, we saw five. I know. It's just not uncommon for me to see three or four yeah. just going to work every yeah. day. Every I was going to text you the other day that every single stop on my way to Cortland, yeah. every single one had a... I swear, a police car. If, if I ever get pulled over, I'm going to ask them. I'm going to be like, what the hell is this? Like, what... <laughs> Like, why? <laughs> Your my favorite my favorite police interaction with you was the legendary yeah. since May oh, <laughs> when you got pulled over. I thought it was no, not that be, one. I thought it was gonna be when you got pulled. That over. was great too. How come we're always <laughs> together when the police? Are the so you, I don't know if we should tell this story for anybody still <laughs> listening. Nobody's still listening. So it don't matter. That, that's probably true. But that was your your inspection was what eight months expired? Yeah, six months I think it was. I think it was more than that. Well, it wasn't in November, and then it was just from May. No, it was the whole. It was like May of the previous year, I think. I think it was in winter. Oh, maybe. I think it was in like March. Yeah. I think it was in March. February, I think. Yeah, it was March, I think. 
Oh, was it? And it was like the previous years. Because that's how they count. No, it, I don't think it could It be was that. the previous years. I, because that's how they know to pull you over. Because it's the different color no, sticker. But, oh, is that why you pulled me over? Yeah. Because oh. that's how they spot it. Maybe it's January. If it's a different month in the same year, yeah. they can't catch it. You know, their eyes aren't sharp enough. Well, yeah, exactly. The human eye isn't sharp enough usually, to catch which holes. That, that was usually how I operated is I would... If it was in the same year, I'm but good. At, well, because every year they, you know, it goes from a different color. Yeah, so that, then when they see that different that's wrong why, color, that's they why know. I, that's why I used to I used to wait until <laughs> just before the new year, and then I would get inspected because I knew, like, unless they pulled me over for something else, they, yeah, would never they wouldn't catch, catch it. it. Yeah. So, but your tail lights out or something, then they get yeah. Because well, that's what I'm trying to remember. Was no. did he pull me over for something no. else? It was your, uh, maybe he did. I don't remember. I don't see. I just don't think I could make it to March before somebody would notice but, a different color. But I, I remember you told him, you know, you ordered the part, the car, whatever, and the yeah. guy was like, it's me. Yeah, but you know, I got to tell <laughs> Those you, infamous speaking, words. Speaking he of, was sharp. He knew it. He was speaking, prepared. Speaking of things that kill us about the government, what ended up happening was, is I took it to a shop because it had a light on. Was that it a fix was, it ticket? What's that? No, I, I took it to a shop to get the inspection done, but it, it had a light on. And yeah. I knew because of the previous year I had the same issue. I knew that they they basically couldn't get the light yeah. to go out. Yeah. And I knew, like based on the previous year, that it's it was essentially gonna be extortion. Yeah. Like they were gonna run this bill yeah. up and, yeah. and then they were gonna stick a sticker on my car. Shops and it, always do. And that. it wasn't gonna be fixed. Yeah. And that is exactly what happened again. Is, yeah. is like they they charged me like over fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, they charged me about fifteen hundred dollars every and time. I got in and I turned the car on, light still on. Every time, every time, and I, and unfortunately, anytime, and it's not just mechanics. Anytime I try to get anything fixed, like yeah. at, like at work, for example, yeah. or like in my house, and I call, and I don't mean to insult any professional because I. Lord knows we have a lot of skills that we need. You know, there's a lot of people out there who yeah. are knowledgeable in things that I am not whatsoever. Yeah. But every time they come and they diagnose the problem, I'm literally expecting like at least two more times yeah. until they actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they always just go with like whatever they like the, their go to is, you know, like, oh, it's this. Like, oh, oh yeah, it's simple yeah. fix, simple fix. Yeah. And then they do it and then they leave. And then like, you know, the next day it's still doing it. Yeah. Well, they come back. Oh, yeah, must you know? <laughs> we had our we had our circuit uh, power go out at my store recently for hours, and it was the biggest runaround. The biggest runaround. The uh, what are they? What Cortland? What electric company is in Cortland? It's not Nice Egg. Yeah. So whoever it was. Yeah. They show up. That's not Nice Egg up there. No. Huh. They show up. Uh. You know, well, we we can't touch anything until your the private electrician gets here. So Rite Aid's calling some electrician from Lord knows where. It took them four hours to drive to the store. So why they mm-hmm. keep some of retainer from Rochester, I don't know. But literally, NYSEG was there. The fire department was there. Or not NYSEG. The electrician was there. You know, the electrical company is saying that it's this transformer on the street. The transformer blew. So they, they change that out, you know, that, oh, that should fix it. The electrician's saying, nope, your whole circuit breaker is bad. And we got a ton of circuit breakers. It's a giant commercial building. Yeah. He's like, you're going to be down for three days. The store is going to be out of power for three days. And I'm telling him, I'm like, 
that can't happen. Like we're a pharmacy, you know, like that, yeah. this cannot happen. I was like, whatever price it is going to cost, my company will pay it. You need to fix this. Like we'll stay overnight. Like it needs to be fixed. You know, the whole thing's bad. I got to order a part from, you know, like East Jesus, like New Mexico yeah. or something. It's going to take a day to overnight it. And the, the full job's going to be $14,000, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, whatever the price is, you do it now, like get it done. Like, you know, like, and but I'm like, you got to be sure though. I was, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to run tests. So he, he runs a test. He says he's going to call it into his boss. And I'm like, you, you got to run another test. You know, like you got to be sure. Cause like, this is a big deal. If I got to call my boss and tell him we're closed for three days, like, you know, <laughs> like we're going to have a problem. Here. Yeah. Like there's people that need their meds, yeah. you know, like he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll run another test. He comes downstairs. You're good to go. Yeah, I just had to push on this thing really hard. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what happened. He's and he's like and he's like he kept reiterating. I had to really push on. It. I really had to get it in there. And I'm like, was it, you were telling how me how much did he charge you? I don't know for that, but I'm like, you were telling me that we were gonna be out for three days. That yeah. we were gonna pay fourteen thousand dollars. Push really and hard because I, who knows nothing about electricity, persisted. Yeah, it turned out you had to push really hard, like. Like I should have thrown him out. I should yeah. have been like you're 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 fraudulent. Yeah. Like you're a yeah. joke. I should have been a lot more. Mad. And that that sounds like maybe it was kind of a fraudulent well, situation. He knows it's a big company that'll just pay it. Yeah. And yeah. So he turns it into a big situation. Well, well, then he, you know, I get a call from my boss like two hours later, and he's like, Brian, I've got a I've got a request to replace your whole circuit board here. Should I approve this? What do you know about this? Like, no, no, because the guy still still tried to like put an order in for it. Oh my god. And I was like, do not approve it. The store's running. Like, it's good. It's good to go. Like, yeah. It's just insane. I mean, maybe. I mean, I mean I don't know. Maybe, there may maybe. be some validity to, like, well, I mean, a new motor in my car would be great, too. But is it needed? Yeah. No. It, yeah. Sure, it'll help. But Well, I mean, maybe it would be It's always good. good. Because if, if it does ever give out, like. But that's what I mean. But it'd be closed for three days. Hypothetically, for any upgrade. Yeah. You know, you can get new tires on your car every but day. But it's been working ever since, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This reminds me, I forgot to call Wal or Walgreens today. See if I could run that truck. That's a great final thought. Run that truck. <laughs> you have to report on the next podcast. <laughs> and then you will probably get like some, some type of weird copyright strike. People are probably thinking I'm scamming them, though. Yeah, probably. Sponsored by Walgreens. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. It's probably a... Uh, code of ethics infringement for me because of work. What's that? <laughs> Advertise Walgreens on a podcast. <laughs> it probably is. You know that we uh, won't let. Just, I, I really shut it off. Shut it off. I'm <laughs> getting myself fired. <laughs>